Hey, hey, it's your boy Tariq. What's going on today? I'm here with my co-host, uh, Abdel. What's up, guys? From Arts and Rhymes Studio. This is the show Double Up, where we're trying to double up every weekend. And basically, I'm here to tell you guys my story, how I started uh, being an entrepreneur, uh, how ever since high school, I knew I didn't want to be like everybody else and go to college, and I decided to drop out. So, uh, yeah. So the first topic is how I built $120,000 in equity for my food truck. So, uh, yo, feel free anytime to ask questions. So I'm going to get started right into it. So a year and a half before I got started, I made a deal with my dad. I was like, yo, I know, like, I really am into business and I'm trying to start, you know, uh, something. He's like, yo, you're not ready. You can't do anything. And he was like, basically, come work for me, learn everything that you need to know about business, and once you're ready, I'll cut you a check to start your own business. And that's how I got started. And <clears throat> and uh, so for about a year and a half, I was just working like a slave for my father. And it got to a point where like every few months I was asking him, like, yo, I think I'm ready, and he'd say no. And... We just kept arguing every few months. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to start this business or whatever. And he was like, hey, yo, it's your boy Tariq uh, coming at you from Arts and Rhyme Studio. This is a show called Double Up. It's our first episode where we're trying to double up every week. And I got my co-host, Abdel. What's up, guys? What's up? So basically, the show's about young entrepreneurship and how we're trying to... Um, Basically, motivate people to do what they, they want to do. And see, like, you know, we we have our own experiences and we're still learning and we're trying to grow um, each and every day and we're trying to, you know, interview people and learn from them. And this is what we're trying to do with this podcast because there's a lot of people who are stuck in high school and college trying to figure out what they're trying to do with their lives and they don't even know about their passion yet. And at the same time, they want to make their parents happy because everybody's parents, they just want them to go to college and work the typical nine to five. We all don't want to do that. And we're just motivating you guys just to, if you have an opportunity, then go for it. Yeah, even if, if even if you're broke for the first, like, three to four years, man, after that, you're just going to be living life full of happiness. And that's that's all that really entrepreneurship is about, living a happy lifestyle with finances. That's it. So uh, today's topic is how I built $120,000 in uh, equity from my food truck and basically how I got started is every summer since I was like six or seven I'd go to work with my father because he was in that involved in that industry and I learned a lot a lot a lot and when I started out I when I found like this <laughs> this is really funny this is really funny the first time I started with uh when I realized I was an entrepreneur is do you know the cosmic brownies? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I was in uh, middle school, right? And I would buy all the cosmic brownies around in the surrounding areas because that was like a trending thing that everybody bought every morning for breakfast. Yeah. And uh, what I would do, I'd buy all of them, and the only place they would get it is from me. So I would get it for fifty cents, and I would sell it to everybody in the school for a dollar. And I was already making like thirty, forty bucks a week just doing that in middle school, and I didn't even realize. I mean, 
that's that's a good way to start. Everybody has their ways. Uh, for me, I worked with my father too. He opened up a restaurant, and I I managed it for a good three years, until I realized, you know, I gotta do my own thing now. Um, try new things, and that's how it is. Yeah. Um, and the second time, I I don't know why. I, as a kid, I was always obsessed with candy for some reason. But uh, when I was in high school. I literally started the the candy business. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Buying candy from Costco or BJ's yeah. and trying to sell it in school. Everybody did that at least once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I did was I had I had like basically the our school for the football team and the soccer team and the volleyball team. They were all selling like the candies for two dollars. So one day my boy hits me up. He was just like. Yo, why don't we just start selling candy? This is like when I was 15. He was like, yo, why don't we just start selling candy or whatever? And I was like, yeah, bro, I'm down. That sounds like a smart idea or whatever. So uh, what I started, I went to Costco with my parents, and I was just like, yo, let me get a box. And it was like for 15 bucks, and it came with like 30 bars. So I go to school the next day, and I sold out in like the first two periods of school. And what happened was, I was just like, yo, there's a lot of money to be made here or whatever. So I was like slowly week after week after week, I was bringing in like four or five boxes a day, uh, making fifteen bo- uh, $15 off of each box. So I was probably going home with like $120 every day now. I mean, I feel like everybody has that business mindset. Um, for example, there's the buying and selling shoes. Everybody has yo, tried that. Yo, everybody's making a killing on buying and selling shoes, exactly, man. Exactly, exactly. Yo, you heard about that guy, um, the the king of shoes, that white kid, Benjamin Kicks. Yeah, yeah. Yo, he's making like $100,000 a year just selling shoes and chilling with celebrities. Exactly. And that's there's other things besides shoes. There's the Supreme. There's the Yeezys. There's a lot, a whole lot to start from. And yeah. I don't think everybody realizes that. That is true. That is true. So let's get started, guys. Um, so how I got $120,000 in equity from my food truck is basically, I, so I, after the candy business, I always try to do like some business venture that always failed, basically uh, trying, to sell, trying to sell items on eBay or whatever, or trying to start uh, a social media marketing campaign or whatever it was, and I'd always put like a hundred or two hundred dollars in, and it'd always fail, and I'd be discouraged or whatever. Until I realized, like, I had, I had the opportunity right in front of my eyes for the whole time. Like I said, um, I was working for my father um, every summer since I was like six or seven in the food truck industry. And I learned so much, and I never put it to good use. I always wanted to do something, even though I had the skill set to build a food truck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so I spoke to my father when I was a junior. Now I'm 20, but when I was a junior in high school, I spoke to my father. I was just like, yo, I really want to start a food truck. Like, yo, we should start this food truck business. Like, I think I could do something special. I could be unique, you know? And what happened is he's just like, you're not ready to handle a business. And looking at it now, he's he's completely right because it taught me a lot, a lot of lessons. But uh, so basically, I worked for my father every single day for about a year and a half from senior, the end of senior year 
all the way till the end of May. What was, when did we end college last year? May. May of 2017? Yeah. Yeah, so until, the, until May 2017. So every three months during that time I was working for my father, you know, um, I, I was like, yo, I'm ready to start. I'm ready to start. Like, like I was eager to start something. And he kept telling me, no, 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 no. And I didn't know why. Maybe it's because he wanted you to finish college first. Well, <laughs> that turned around. But anyways, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to start anything during college. So I waited for the perfect time during May. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I was like, if if I don't start this business in uh, in the summer, I'm not going to be able to, you know, so start it. When it yeah, I'm not going to be able to start it anytime soon. So, uh, basically, I wrote my dad a business plan, and once I wrote him and I showed him professionalism and everything, he finally was convinced, and all that money that I saved up for a year and a half, he finally cut me the check, and he gave me 60 grand to start the food truck business. And probably that was, like, one of the hardest and most scariest days of my life, because I knew I wasn't going back to college after that check. Yeah, but at the same time, not everybody could get a 60K check from... But I worked for it, you no, know what I'm course, saying? No, of course, of course. But I'm just saying, like, the 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 viewers we're going to get, they're around our age. So they need to know also that it's you could work for this. It doesn't have to be 60K. It could, you could start off with as little as $100 and make yeah, something. Yeah, bro. There, there's people, like, <laughs> look at this. If you guys go on Craigslist right now and you go on the free items page... If you just take those pictures and post it on eBay and sell whatever that's on Craigslist, you could be making a killing at 12 years old. Yeah, I just want to make that clear just for them to know that you don't need a check just for that. That is true. And, um, but, yeah, I saved my money. And that I struggled. It wasn't, like, easy. I was going to college. I was going working for my father. And I was working part-time, too. So I could have money to go to college. Exactly. So basically, all I did was work, 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 mm-hmm. and until I saved up my money. And, and that took time from like hanging out with your friends and living your age. That is which true. Which is I understand because I've been working since I've been fifteen years old, <laughs> and it's hard. It's hard. Now, honestly, we've been all, all of us have been working all our lives, mm-hmm. and so what happened is I went to. Uh, uh, so my dad cut me the check for 60k. And what uh so the first thing I needed to do was go and find a location. Mm-hmm. So the location that I found was it was a university that was being built or in the progress of being built over like I think the project is going to finish in 2022. So there's still like few years before it gets done. And I realized, like, yo, this is a really good location. And I wasn't even thinking that I was going to make any money right now. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, yo, um, let me just take down the spot. So what you guys don't know about the food truck is basically the food truck business is basically it's like winning a lottery if you find the spot anywhere in New York. Mm-hmm. So once I found this location, I was like, yo, even if I just break even every week, that would be a perfect location because I know later on, Five years when the university students come in, it's going to be, I'm going to start making profit, but I just have to sacrifice these few years Mm -hmm. or whatever. And 
So when I found out the location, I studied it for about a month. And that's how we all should be. You can't just rush into something. <laughs> you got to do your research. Yeah, I was very happy. I did study it for a month. Uh, literally, I was there like spending hours just watching. <laughs> the creepiest thing I was doing was there's like public cameras in the streets. And luckily, that street had public cameras. So whenever I wasn't there at the physical location, I literally watch people crawl, like walk on so you know how many people are coming in. And yeah, so checking the foot traffic because the food truck industry is all about foot traffic. Exactly. It, it doesn't matter how much it's, car traffic there is. It's all yeah. yeah. Especially in New York where everybody's on <laughs> on the go. Yeah, that is true. And this location had a train station. There was there was competition already. There was a McDonald's and a Subway, mm-hmm. and there was also like a breakfast cart, um, like a block away in front of the construction site. So he had a better location yeah. than I did. Yeah. Uh. And um, let me give you guys a background on what what people think of the food truck industry is that, like, a lot of people are making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's only a select few who got lucky. Yeah. So, basically, there's a lot of owners themselves working on the food truck, not having workers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They're only making, like, five $600 a week profit, and they're the ones working. So, that's their career, basically. Exactly. When I went when I went into this, I didn't want it to be a career. I just wanted to be passive later on down the line, so I could focus on other things um, that I'm really, really passionate about. But I I needed a way to raise capital, and this is the way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's basically the truth. There's like there's only a select few who are making like four or five thousand dollars a week. And it, it's really uh, difficult, you know what I'm saying, yeah. for to find that lucky spot. So uh, the first thing I did was, this is, exactly, <laughs> this is exactly how much I spent. I spent $22,000 on, per- on a permit, from basically from the black market, because the city doesn't give out any permits. And I spent $20,000 on, uh, on building the cart itself, or the food truck itself. And the other $18,000 I spent on, like, tools, wrapping the car, um, just expenses, like, running costs of the business and everything like that. Uh, What I expected from the market was basically uh, making this thing passive in, like, six or seven seven months. Mm -hmm. So uh, what I did was I tried to make everything different. So most of these halal carts or food trucks in the city, they're basically, they don't look appealing at all, man. They don't. They look dirty. They look this. And I'm just trying to bring as much value as I can to the customer in the beginning. I completely, like, once I bought those, the the permit and the, uh, the permit and the truck itself, I completely forgot about why, like how much money I needed to be making. Mm-hmm. I just focused on customer value. And I tried to make the the car, like I wrapped the car. Not many cars do that. They just like, literally take a plastic... Um, cover. Yeah, plastic cover with some pictures on it and they put it on. But I wrapped the car, made it nice and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put lights everywhere. Um, so basically and, you focused on the little things that nobody really does. Yeah, I focused on the little things, you know? And how hard was it for you to drop everything and just focus on the business? Well, I, I was 
it wasn't really hard because I was already drifting away from my friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I was already business oriented since I was young. I was yeah. I already told you guys this the story, and uh, it wasn't that difficult because it was in the summer, and I didn't realize how difficult it would be and how fast my life was changing until everybody started college back in September. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one who wasn't going to college. And it was like one of the scariest times because I was reinvesting all my money. So whatever money that I made, I was reinvesting it into the business, trying to grow it. So I was doing like unique things like, you know, um, so every Friday, I remember in the summer, uh, I would do free iced coffee Fridays mm-hmm. from uh, from 11 to 2 p.m. So from 11 a.m., to 2 uh, p.m. Because that's when the business died and there was no, you know, there was no customers. So I kept doing that repeatedly every Friday. And uh, slowly but surely, I started getting more and more customers. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for me. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. So uh, bring it back to, like, everybody starting college and you you weren't. Um, how did your parents feel about that? And, like... I know they're focused on the <laughs> college life and all that. So, th- it was a really it was a really weird conversation with my parents. So my dad is basically he he's the chill he's the chill parent, you know. But my mom's the strict one. So, uh, I started the business back in June, and I was already like by September, I was already making enough money to the point where I could move out. You know what I'm saying? If 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 it came down to being yeah. that bad. But I was like, I was like, I need, I know I can make it with this. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't tell them, and they just found out by themselves naturally. They're like, "Yo, you haven't been going to school, whatever. Um, we, you haven't bought any textbooks or whatever." And uh, my father, uh, basically, out of nowhere, he was like, on a, on a Saturday, uh, he was just like, he took me out for a car ride to go get something, and he was just like, "Yo." why'd you drop out of college? And I'm like, yeah, uh, I can't do college. It was just just not for me. Even though I kept up good, like I had good grades, thank God. But I, I just wasn't happy. I was just really, really, really depressed in college. And I knew that this career, it wasn't fun. I wasn't going to do, I wasn't going to be making the money that I could be as an entrepreneur. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. Um, okay, so I know your dad, he's more lenient towards the dropping out more than your mom because your dad... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So (laughs) my mom, all right, so what happened with my mom is when she found out, she flipped out. She was like, you're going back to college, this, this, and this, you know, and the funny thing is I ended up going back to college, but that's for a later podcast, but... Uh, uh, you're going back to college, like, yo, you're gonna, like, where do you see yourself going? Like, she completely did not believe in me until recently, um, where I finally slowly and surely started proving it to her that I was making enough money to take care of myself with no degree or nothing like that. And, uh, she was just like, she, uh, I was driving her home, I think, and she was just like, are you truly happy? Like, with like, do you feel like you're doing something right with your life? 
And I was just like, yeah, I'm I'm 100% doing something right with my life. I've never been happier. And that's the way things ended. And yeah, ever since then, I ended up back at college. <laughs> well, um, so how many, like, were there any up and downs during the cart, building the cart? So, yeah, so basically, uh, what happened was I was in the beginning, I was the only one working at the cart. Okay. And uh there was a lot of Hispanics uh in that area at the moment. Uh and they really did not know how to speak English at all. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I got um a Hispanic person to work with me who actually had their license. Mm-hmm. And uh, ever like he basically what what happens now is there's a lot of his, Hispanics that work uh that go to work in the morning and they love their breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I gave him the shift in the morning and I got the shift at night. And ever since that was like one of the best things that I did was get a Hispanic worker because when I told my friends like yo I have a Hispanic worker. They're like, yo, how do you have a Hispanic worker on a halal car? It's supposed to be an Arabic person. Yeah. I'm like, yo, the market demands what it demands. And I knew, I seen that people need a person who could speak Spanish. And there's nobody that I knew that spoke Arabic, English, and Spanish. So I just got someone who could speak Spanish. Yeah, but besides that, they're like the hardest workers. What do you mean? Like, in most businesses, you're going to find Hispanic workers. Why? Because they'll, they know the dollar like the worth of a dollar and they'll work they'll work the asses off you know until just to provide for their family because they're coming here from different countries and that is true but that's every that's every immigrant like uh, i also i also have two um arabic workers and they put in the same amount of work as the hispanic dude but you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and that was like one of the best things because the breakfast section of my business was dying at that time. And I just didn't know why. But once I got the Hispanic worker, he was just like flirting with the girls, you know, he was doing his thing. He was talking like, you know, cracking jokes. He was getting um, orders ready for customers before they even got there. Uh, and that extremely grew my business very quickly f- from the bref- breakfast section. So my food truck is breakfast and lunch. And it's from... You know, it's from basically all day. Um, were you, did you ever reach a point where you were close to giving up? Yeah. So, uh, so what happened was uh, in the beginning, the very beginning, so around the time that everybody went to college in September, I, I had a tough time, you know, um, making it routine. And uh, I completely, completely sacrificed my social life. I had no social life. I had nothing. And that was really hard for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was just like, yo, in the end, is this really, really worth it? And and I just looked, like, I, I had a long conversation with my father. I was just like, yo, like... I really want this to succeed because I know what I want. Like, I have goals later on in line, like, later down the line. And I, and this is what I needed to sacrifice. 
So I just, I pushed through it, but there was a, a really close moment where, like, yo, I, I was thinking about giving up everything. I feel like, like, that's normal because your age, at the time you were 19, and it's not easy just for you to drop everything. The life you should be living at that age is going out, having fun. And yeah, but look at me now. Like, uh, I'm six months later, I, ha- I, I, st- I have a social life, I'm having fun again. It was just when you're creating a business, it's like a it's the time. only it's it's like your first new child. You know what I'm saying? It, you you're there twenty four seven. You're not getting any sleep. You're working all day every day. Uh, you're trying to make, especially when the business is not succeeding in the beginning, and you don't know it. There's that like that question, like, "Yo, is this ever gonna succeed or make me enough money?" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh. It just, it took me a while to get through that phase of creating a routine because I was creating a system in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talking about systems in place, you know, um, one, one of the other things that helped me out in the food truck was the most important thing was prep work. So a lot, I realized what a lot of people do is they prep everything when they get onto the spot and not in the warehouse. So that's one thing I learned from working at McDonald's, surprisingly, is that McDonald's had everything prepped. 100% everything was prepped. So it only take, takes a few seconds for, for the customers to get food. Mm-hmm. I think their limit is like from the, when the customer orders to when they get their food is 90 seconds. Yeah. So they have a minute and 30 seconds to cook and put it in a bag and give it to the customer. So that's the one thing I learned. So I would prep everything, legit everything in the warehouse. And I would put it um, into the cart. And I created this system where everything is like really organized. And I actually try to keep up with that system of having the food out mm-hmm. within 90 seconds. And especially this helps out like when the weather gets cold. Because yeah. <laughs> people don't want to stand outside in the weather freezing their asses off. So basically, you weren't just out here trying to compete with the food carts. You were also trying to compete with the big businesses like McDonald's and and uh, like the chain uh, fast food restaurants, which is good because then you you. Well, you, I already have a competitive advantage against both of these chains because of the prices. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you could go to McDonald's and spend fifteen bucks, but you could come to me and spend six bucks. And get more food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the only thing is that McDonald's had over me was the coffee. They they were selling it for a dollar. And I was selling it for a dollar. So most of the time people just went to McDonald's because it's, it's McDonald's. You yeah. know, they, they have a brand for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, So one of the most... Well, like another thing that helped me grow my, like, grow my business was... Uh, let me get my phone. Uh, let me get my phone real quick. So let me show you something, all right? And this helped me a lot. So what I did is if you guys go on Instagram right now and say your 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 location is located at X, Y, and Z, right? You go, um, you go to the search bar and you search places, mm-hmm. all right? So say let's search for Central Park. 
So once you search for Central Park, so once you go to Central Park, you'll see the top posts. So these top posts are the biggest influencers in that area. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would I'd actually go and DM them and be like, yo, uh, I just opened up this new food truck. I'd really love it if you came. I didn't expect anything. You know what I'm saying? So I kept doing that day after day after day after day after day until I got a few people to come and they shouted me out on themselves. And that helped me grow the business like really, really fast. Mm-hmm. And... uh that's not the only thing that I did to grow the business. Uh, I did a lot of promotions. So this construction site was about six to seven blocks. So everybody didn't know about my halal cart, obviously. So what I did one day is I made about 30 to 40 plates. And I literally just took them to the other side of the construction site. And I just gave them out. And I, I had a paper of where my cart was located, who to speak to, this, this, and that. And I put it in each bag, and I just gave it out during their lunch break. For and free. For free. Mm-hmm. And they loved that. And ever since then, they they started coming and paying. For, they started becoming reoccurring clients. Customers, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Customers. And that's another way to, to that I grew the business. Mm-hmm. So all the research you did in, before the business... It helped you bring your customers in, how to build the the cart right, and everything. So this helped you in a big way. Yeah, it did. Um, So basically, all this summer, my research, which was basically, it's not research, but, you know, it helped me, was all the summers that I worked with my father, and I learned about the industry. That's what really helped me out a lot. Um, Learning skills... That you wouldn't like, you know, you wouldn't expect. Like, if you would have took some stranger off the street and would have told them, "Here you go, go open a food truck," they don't even know where to begin. They don't. They would probably would have started, just bought a truck with no permit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't know exactly. So I, I already had an advantage. It's just I had a unique advantage because I was actually born in America, mm-hmm. and most of the other food truck owners aren't aren't born in America. Mm-hmm. So I knew how to grab the customer's attention. Because uh, I I I've been always like around them, yeah experiencing yeah like I know what people want mm-hmm. so uh, one of the reasons why um, I I seek this discomfort and basically because nobody in the other like other food trucks they didn't do promotions mm-hmm. they don't even know what a promotion is yeah so I knew if I did these promotions it didn't amount. It didn't like it's basically an investment into your customers, so I would invest this this much food or money into them, mm-hmm. but they're gonna be reoccurring clients. So down the line, it's worth it. It's worth it because they're always gonna be keep coming back. The most important thing in a business is to keep the customer happy, no matter what you do. Even if you lose a couple hundred dollars just to like bring them in, that that's that's important. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the clean, like keeping your cart clean is like one of the most important things. And what people don't realize is if your cart's not clean, mm-hmm. customers are going to start stepping back away because exactly. you know what I'm saying? They'd rather go to Starbucks yeah. and pay 350 and be in an environment and being inside 
than being outside yeah. and getting you don't know where where like where the hygiene is, you know what I'm saying? So uh, down the line, um, I'm sure everybody knows the value of a food cart in, in that business world. Yeah. Um, were you ever offered to sell the truck or? So, so about a few weeks ago, um, I had I got offered a hundred and sixty thousand dollars for my food truck from my initial investment. So I was making. A hundred thousand dollars, basically, from equity. Uh, if I sold my food truck, but I decided not to, and this was just like some regular Spanish dude that I I never seen in my life, and literally um, about two days ago, I was offered a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So if you remember that subway that I told you was near me, mm-hmm. so the person who owns that subway offered me a hundred and eighty thousand dollars. From my food truck, because I was taking most of his business. So that was two offers. So yeah, that was two offers. Mm-hmm. And you just didn't give it up because that you're getting that one hundred eighty thousand once, but over the years, if you keep working on the truck, you could make that money every year instead of just selling it. What do you mean? So basically, if you sold the truck, yeah, you're making one hundred eighty thousand flat. Okay. That is true. Okay. Yeah, that that's a huge payment. Of Instead one of a yearly income of a hundred and twenty thousand, right? Or mm. how much are you making a year? Well, it honestly depends on the business. Okay, well, give or take, let's say, but you're making that yearly. Yeah, that is true. I'm so, making about a hundred k a year okay. now. So and you're you just turned twenty today, right? Yeah. Happy birthday, bro! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so. Uh, so you you use your head and basically keeping the cart, yeah, and not just giving it up, just like seeing that number, those numbers at your age, anybody would just sell it right away. Oh, I have one hundred eighty thousand in my bank account, but you you do to like working with your father, you know the value. Yeah, that is true. So I I didn't sell. I decided not to sell because I knew the value of the business. Like I told you, I see it growing extremely well in 2020 uh 2022 mm-hmm. when the university is open over there that's you looking into the future that it yeah that, and that's when i plan to sell because um i don't plan on staying in this industry for very long i yeah. plan on expanding expanding into other uh business ventures mm-hmm. i mean there's a whole lot to start from and for this podcast we're just talking about your business but I want like the viewers to realize that you could start from anything. Just not a food cart. It can be, like I said. Yeah, that's the way I started my journey. You guys could start your journey on your own, like the own way. You create. I was very passionate about business. And I knew I had to sacrifice something to do it. So, so that's what I did. And you guys just have to find your passion. Like literally anybody today could start a clothing brand mm-hmm. for under 100 bucks. Yeah. Literally, I could tell you the secrets right now. You go buy a domain, open Shopify, and go on uh, printful.com, mm-hmm. upload your des- go on Fiber, tell get a designer, do it for like five bucks, upload the designs to Printful, and there you go. You should, all you need is marketing now. So let me tell you guys something. My brother, he's 13 years old, and he was buying and selling Supreme and all the, the hype beast products. Um, he was making thousands, and he's thirteen. So if he could do that, I'm sure anybody can. Wait, how is he making thousands? 
just by selling, buying and selling products. Like, how is he even getting these products? Uh, he has connections. It's all about connections. You gotta, you gotta go out to the city and meet people and and the websites and the Facebook and everything. There's <laughs> so many pages and all that just to buy. Let's say he bought a pair of jeans for two hundred. He sells for six hundred next day. Wow, that that's a pretty good ROI. Exactly. So, uh, tell me a little bit more about your brother. Like, how do he get started into this? Uh, I mean, everybody his age is into the, the hype. So you got the the Yeezys now that you're buying the shoes for two hundred dollars, and then you're selling it for a thousand dollars. So just the people around him, he sees everybody dressing whatever. He he started getting into it. He started doing his research. He even started his own Instagram page just for buying and selling. So everybody... He's branding. He's marketing. Yeah, he's, and he's only 13 years old. So you could stop. How much do you think he's making now a week? Um, I mean, I don't know. I, at the same time, he's only in junior high. So he, uh, he's actually in high school. He needs to focus on his school. So he's cutting down a bit. And he doesn't let the money get to him. That's so a it, good thing. Yo, honestly, just a, like a quick tip of advice. Whenever you... It's never about the money. It's just providing value to whatever you're bringing. And just focus on bringing value, and money will just come along naturally. That That's what happened for me. Mm-hmm. So, wait, where do you see yourself going? And I mean, I was also into the business with my father, and ever since I was younger, he has uh, real estate. I was helping around in the office. Um, he was he opened up a restaurant like I said I managed it for three years so I have the what'd you learn from managing the restaurant for three a years a whole lot a whole lot there was the buying uh, the buying the the inventory um, <laughs> waiting on those crazy lines for Jet Raw. yeah waiting on those crazy lines uh, keeping the customers happy I was by myself I was managing the restaurant waiting tables and to the what yeah. do you think that the, the skills that you learned from the restaurants that you you're probably gonna use in Later down in the like later down the line, um. Well, that's gonna help me a lot. Let's say I wanted to open up my own restaurant. I know the basics just from me going so, through this uh, experience. So, all right. Say for example, say I don't know anything about the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. What What is one piece of advice that you would give me that that would help me? Get your hands dirty and learn, because you can't just get into it without knowing what you're getting into. It's not an easy business. So how 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 wait did you help your father do the research before you opened up the restaurant? Um, I actually I actually didn't. Um, he opened it. It was a surprise. He came out of nowhere. Hey, we'll open up a restaurant. Why don't you stand here with me? And I took the the offer and I was with him for three years until I eventually I had enough and I wanted to you know I want to start something on my own. But for me, it's difficult because I'm I'm working forty hours a week. I'm going to college full time, and I'm trying to open a business on the side. So it's it's not an easy task. But now you know, we were talking before, and uh, you were trying to open up. Uh, you were actually you're getting paid for this exhausting. Um. So I'm basically working with a company, trying to advertise uh, for for his exhaust company, and this I have to get into learning to get into media. And making Instagram pages and Facebook pages and all that just for me to know, just to get into the, the industry. All right. So, wait. So, how do you plan on marketing this exhaust? Um. Well, I got to 
go to car meets and take pictures and just to get into the experience and just to bring the people uh, that are into cars. So how do you plan on growing a following on Instagram then? Uh, well, my daily posts, I'm posting three, four times a day with 20, 30 hashtags. Uh, just showing the people what they want to see, basically. But how are you providing value to the community? Um, basically, everything that, that they want to know or they want to see, I'm doing it. Just so that they could be interested more. Um, they want to know, like, have you been asking them like questions, like, yo, um, what what's your favorite car, favorite color, like, what wh- what have you been doing? That's been working I mean, out. I mean, I'm you. I'm just starting it, so I'm still I'm still learning as I go. This is not something I've I've done. Like I said, I was in the restaurant business. This is something new to me. So how? All right. So that's a question. Hmm. How was that mental shift from the restaurant business to starting something completely on your own? Um, it's not. It's not as hard as long as you have the motivation. Um, if you want to start something new, then you should go for it. If you're forced to, you're not going to enjoy it. And I've always been into the business world. So. And you, you've you been always obsessed with, yo, this guys. This guy is obsessed with cars, seriously. <laughs> All he does is talk about cars. His phone is full of cars. Yeah. So that, see, this is what I'm talking about. You got to follow your passion. Mm-hmm. So basically... How much do you expect on, like, have you sold an exhaust yet or not yet? Um, No, I'm still working on it. I'm still doing my research. So as the podcast go, you'll see me progressing with you guys. All right, guys. So this is the end of the podcast, episode one. Uh, Come back next week to check out um, an interview that we're going to do with somebody that's making $40,000 a month in stocks. Yeah, I know. It's unbelievable. Uh, If you guys have any questions, don't forget to... Check me out on Instagram, uh, T-A-H-E-A-T-O, or my Twitter handle is Tejito2, the number two. And my Instagram is uh, three underscores, and it's B-E-D, three O's, so O-O-O, and that's it. I don't have a Twitter. So if if you guys have any questions, just hit me up on either DMs in Instagram or Twitter. All right, guys, we'll see you for episode two. Take care.